Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Today we take a huge step as we discover how to apply the locked hands technique to common harmonic motion, the 2-5-1 progression. We are going to learn how to strategically use intervallic scale and arpeggio motion when practicing the locked hands over the 2-5-1 progression. And we are going to play locked hands from the root through the seventh of the minor, dominant, and major sounds found within the 2-5-1 progression using ascending motion. So as I always like to say, regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, advanced player, or even if you consider yourself a seasoned and experienced professional, you will find this Jazz Panel Skills podcast lesson exploring traditional locked hands applied to the standard 2-5-1 progression to be very beneficial. If you are a new Jazz Piano Skills listener, if you are new to Jazz Piano Skills, I want to personally, as I always do each and every week, I want to personally invite you to become a Jazz Piano Skills member. Visit jazzpianoskills.com to learn more about the abundance of jazz educational resources, materials, and services that are available for you to use. Services and resources and materials that grow each and every week. For example, the educational podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs that I produce and I develop uh, for each podcast episode every week. These podcast packets are available for you to access, to download, and to use when studying and practicing jazz piano. As a Jazz Piano Skills member, you also have access to the Sequential Jazz Piano Curriculum, which is loaded with comprehensive courses using a self-paced format, educational talks, interactive media, video demonstrations of the skills in all 12 keys, play-alongs, and much more. You also, as a Jazz Panel Skills member, have a reserved seat each and every week in the online Jazz Panel Skills Masterclass, which, which in essence is a online lesson with me each and every week. So be sure to check it out if you are a Jazz Piano Skills member. And you also, as a member, have access to the private Jazz Piano Skills community, which hosts a variety of engaging forums, uh, podcast-specific forums, and course-specific forums for you to enjoy. And last, but certainly not least, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, you have unlimited private, personal, and professional educational support whenever and as often as you need it. Again, visit jazzpianoskills.com to learn more about all of the educational opportunities that await you and how you can easily activate your membership. If you have any questions, any questions at all, please reach out, let me know. I'm always happy to spend time with you, and I'm always happy to help you in any way that I can. I also want to remind everyone to check out the Jazz Panel Skills blog. And you can enjoy the blog whether you are a Jazz Panel Skills member or not. And uh, catch up on some additional insight regarding the Jazz Piano Skill of the Week. You will find the blog link in the menu bar running across the top of the page 
at jazzpianoskillspodcast.com. Or you can just simply, once you land on that page, you can just simply scroll to the bottom of the page and you will see an entire blog section. Check it out. I take some time each and every week to jot down my final thoughts about the jazz piano skill explored in the weekly podcast and hopefully provide you with some additional words of encouragement and inspiration as well. So again, check it out. Check out the blog and let me know what you think. Your feedback, as always, is very much welcomed and very much appreciated. Okay, and let's dig in. Let's discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Let's discover, learn, and play traditional locked hands applied to the standard 2-5-1 progression. Okay, we spent five weeks, five Five weeks exploring the locked hands technique applied to the major sound, the the dominant sound, the minor sound, the half-diminished sound, and the diminished sound. Five weeks. That alone should tell you that locked hands, the locked hands technique, is a big-time skill. And with that being said, I think it's important. I've, I've received a lot of questions over the last five weeks about locked hands. And one of the common questions that seem to surface over and over and over again is, wow, do I really need to be able to have a command of locked hands, the locked hands technique, in order to play jazz piano? And the answer is no, you do not, right? You can actually play a very nice jazz piano and not use the locked hand technique at all, right? So breathe a huge sigh of relief. Now, do you need to be aware of them? Yes. Should you dabble with them in the beginning? Yes. And who knows? Dabbling can lead to eventually a command of the skill of the locked hands technique, which will then begin to slowly surface into your playing naturally. So keep that in mind. It's important to know about jazz piano skills, to be aware of them. But it's not like you have to incorporate every jazz piano skill that you come across into your practice, practicing immediately. In fact, I think that's where Most students, especially today, become overwhelmed because it's information overload. They go out on the internet, YouTube, Google. They search all kinds of concepts and skills, and they get introduced to all kinds of various concepts and skills, and they easily become overwhelmed because they, because you quite honestly have this overwhelming feeling of where do I begin? So the challenge is not the challenge is not finding good information as it was when when I was learning when I was a kid growing up man trying to find good information to get your hands on was difficult that's not the challenge today in fact the challenge today is trying to streamline and to manage the information that you're receiving and and learn how to um prioritize what it is that you study and what it is that you practice And speaking of practice, that's the next huge problem. 
students typically get overwhelmed with all the information and quite honestly don't know how to even begin practicing it. In fact, you you kind of notice that theme quite a bit in the information that you come across. We're really good at giving out information. Teachers are great at giving out information, but not so great at explaining to you how to begin practicing that information. How do you actually study it and how do you actually apply it? And if you've been a listener to Jazz Piano Skills, been a listener to this podcast for some time, you know I have some pretty strong convictions about how to begin studying and practicing any jazz piano skill. And for me, jazz and the study of jazz comes down to the study of shapes and the study of sounds. And the study of shapes and sounds should always begin with isolation, isolating the shapes and the sounds. That's why we spent five weeks on locked hands, right? We isolated the major sound. We isolated the dominant sound, the minor sound, the half-diminished sound, the diminished sound. So with any jazz piano skill, I immediately plug that jazz piano skill into a sound. And then I'm asking myself the question always, what shapes are surfacing with this jazz piano skill within this sound? What shapes? What are the shapes? And then I practice those shapes in relationship to that sound. And I isolate each sound, major, dominant, minor, half diminished, and diminished. And I do this for every jazz piano skill, just like we did with the locked hands over the last five weeks. After isolation becomes the... Uh, applying the shapes and sounds to harmonic motion, to a standard progression, like we're going to do today, the 2-5-1 progression. So every jazz piano skills begin, begins, the study and practicing begins by isolating sound, then it moves to application within harmonic motion, like a 2-5-1. After applying a jazz piano skill to harmonic motion like 251, then we can begin to apply it within a context of a tune, of a song. So I kind of have a, a three step process, right, with every jazz piano skill. Number one, you isolate it in relationship to shapes and sounds. Number two, you apply it to harmonic movement like a 251. And number three, you then begin to drop it into a song, into a context of a piece of literature. And if you're not approaching the, the study and practicing of any jazz piano skill in this process, then I think you're kind of scattershooting. I think you're kind of uh, throwing darts at the dartboard, hoping to hit the target once in a while, and hoping something good comes from it. The fact is, the mastery and command of any jazz piano skill is a slow process. It's a slow process that takes time and develops over time. Uh, and when you take a, you know, a random approach to the study and application of a jazz piano skill, where you're, again, where you're just kind of throwing darts at the dartboard, hoping to hit a target, hit the target once in a while, that even slows the process down even further. 
So practicing has to be, as I have said many times within this, uh, in the Jazz Piano Skills podcast, the various episodes, I've said many times that practicing, that's why it has to be very methodical and very strategic. And that's that ultimately is my goal with every podcast episode is to provide you with a very methodical and systematic way to approach practicing and studying any jazz piano skill. So today we are basically taking step two. We're, we're stepping into step two, right? Where we've looked at these locked hands isolated by sound, major, dominant, minor, half diminished and diminished. And now we're going to begin applying them, practicing them, creating little etudes, little exercises to apply them to a very common and standard progression found throughout all jazz literature, and that's the 2-5-1 progression. So the agenda for today, the educational agenda for today is as follows. Number one, I am going to present eight locked hands exercises for practicing the locked hands technique over the standard 2-5-1 progression. Number two, each exercise will focus on using ascending scale and or arpeggio motion through the 2-5-1 progression. Number three, four exercises will use two note melodic groupings. We're already familiar with that from the other podcast episodes. And four exercises will use three note melodic exercises, three note groupings. And again, very familiar with that approach. Number four, I will be playing all demonstrations today, all exercises, using a very relaxed tempo of 85. Number five, at the end, I will improvise over the 2-5-1 progression using locked hands and the various shapes and sounds presented in each of the exercises. So if you are a Jazz Piano Skills member, I want you to take a few minutes right now, take some time right now to download and print the podcast packets, the illustrations and the lead sheets. You have access to all of the podcast packets and you should, I remind you of this every week, you should be using them when listening to this podcast. And of course, you should be using them when practicing. If you are listening to this podcast on any of the popular podcast directories, such as Apple or Google, uh, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and so on, then be sure to go to jazzpianoskillspodcast.com to download the podcast packets. You will find the download links, the active links, within the show notes. And one final but very important note that I include every week that I mention, take time to mention, it's that important. If you are thinking that this jazz piano skill today, the traditional locked hands played over the standard 2-5-1 progression, if you are thinking that what we are about to discover, learn, and play is in some way, or even if you think it is all the way over your head, then I would say to you, okay, relax. So what? Continue to listen. Continue to grow your jazz piano skills intellectually by listening, by listening to this podcast episode. The fact is, 
all jazz piano skills are over our heads when first introduced. And that is precisely why the first step to mastering or gaining command of any jazz piano skill, the first step is listening. This is the way we improve our musicianship, through our ears. All musical growth, as I have mentioned many, many times, all musical growth begins upstairs, conceptually before it can come out downstairs physically in your hands. So listen to this podcast lesson now to discover and to learn. The play will come in time. Okay, let's, let's uh, go through these exercises. I didn't mention it earlier, but I want to mention it now. I am playing today in the key of B-flat. So we're going to be dealing with C minor 7, the 2 chord, F dominant 7, the 5 chord, and B-flat major 7, the one chord, two, five, one in the key of B flat. And the very first exercise that we're going to do, we're going to move through that two, five, one, and we're going to be focusing on the root and the second of each sound. So the C minor, we're going to be uh, using the C and the D as the melody. When we get to F dominant seven, we're going to be using the F and G as the melody. And then when we get to the B-flat major 7, we're going to use the B-flat and the C as the melody. And the note C right there. So it has, we have this ascending line using the root and the second of each sound. There's my C minor. F7. B-flat major. So we want to bring the ensemble in. I want to drop this into the context of the two five one progression in time, in time, we're gonna. I'm just gonna play those shapes for for the minor, for the dominant, and the major to start. Then I will again explore with those shapes using some rhythmic variation. Right, gonna keep this very simple though. For right now, we're gonna be moving one direction, ascending, and we're gonna be using the root and the second of each sound as our melody note and voicing them using our traditional locked hands. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out and see what we think. Here we go. right? Very nice. In fact, <laughs> it's kind of funny, right? Just two notes, using two notes on each sound. And uh, 
voicing them with our locked hands sounds pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. So now we're going to expand it. Exercise number two, we're going to go from a two-note grouping to a three-note grouping. So on our C minor, we're going to use the notes C, D, and E flat as our melody. When we get to F7, we're going to use the notes F, G, and A as our melody. And then B flat major, we're going to use the notes B flat, C, and D. And when we play those notes using locked hands, it sounds like this. And my C minor, my F7, and now my B flat major. Wow, nice. Again, F7, B flat major. Okay, so let's do the same thing. Bring the ensemble back in, place the, these voicings within our locked hands technique within the context of a 2-5-1 progression played in time. Going to play the shapes first, pretty straight, and then I'm going to add some rhythmic variation to have a little fun. So here we go. Let's check it out and see what we think. So this is going to be this is going to be the approach that we take for the remaining exercises. We're going to start with a two-note grouping followed by a three-note grouping. We just did that launching from the root of each chord, of the two chord, of the five chord, of the one chord. Our entry point was the root. We're going to utilize the same approach now, but now our entry point is going to be the third of each sound. So for C minor, our two note grouping is going to be E flat and F. For F dominant seven, A, the note A and B flat. And then for the B flat major seven, the D, the note D and E flat. So there's our melody. So locked hands again. There's my C minor sound going to my F. Nice. And now going to my B flat, my D and my E flat. Nice. So now let's bring the ensemble in. Let's drop those locked hands, those two note groupings, into the context of a 2-5-1 progression placed in time. See, see how they sound. Again, our entry point is the third of each sound, the third. Once I'm comfortable with the shapes, I'm going to add a little rhythmic variation 
and have a little fun. So here we go. Let's check it out and we'll see what we think. Very nice. Love it. So now that we've done our two-note grouping, launching from third, we're going to now add a th do a three-note grouping, launching from our third. So the melody on, on, the, on the C minor chord, on our two chord, is going to be E flat, F, and G. The melody on our F dominant chord is going to be A, B flat, and C. And then the melody on our B flat major chord is going to be D, E flat, F. So if we voice those using locked hands, we get this. There's my C minor. Now my F dominant 7 sound. Nice. And now my B flat major melody. Beautiful. So once again, let's bring the ensemble back in. Let's play these traditional locked hand voicings over our 2-5-1 progression in time. Our entry point is going to be the third of each sound, and we're going to use a three-note grouping. After we're comfortable with the shapes, we're going to apply some rhythmic variation to have a little fun. So here we go. Let's check it out, then we'll talk about it. Absolutely love it. So now I think you see where we're heading, right? We started with the entry point being the root 
of each chord within the 2-5-1 progression. Then we move to the entry point being the third of the two of each chord found within the 2-5-1 progression. And we use two and three note groupings from each entry point. We're going to do the exact same thing now, but our entry point is going to shift to the fifth of each sound of the two chord, the five chord, and the one chord. So for the two chord, our C minor, our melody is going to be G and A, our two note grouping. Then for the F dominant seven, it's going to be the melody note's going to be the note C and D. And then for B flat major seven, the melody note is going to be the notes F and G. Again, the entry point is the fifth, and we're using two note groupings. So for C minor, using locked hands, our two notes are going to sound like this. Love that sound. For our F dominant seven, and then for our B flat major. The fifth and the sixth of each sound within the two of, uh, of the two five one progression. So once again, ensemble is invited to come back in. We're going to play our two five one progression in the key of B flat, C minor seven, F dominant seven to B flat major seven. Our entry point is going to be the fifth of each sound, and we're going to use a two note grouping, voiced using traditional locked hands. So here we go. Let's check it out and see what we think. So we've done our two-note grouping. Now it's time to utilize the exact same approach once again. Again, being very methodical here, very systematic in, in our approach to applying this jazz piano skill to harmonic movement, harmonic motion. So now we're going to use a three-note grouping. Entry point is going to be the fifth of each sound. So our melody on our C minor is going to be the notes G, A, and B flat. And then on our... F dominant seven, the five chord. Our melody is going to be C, D, and E flat. And then on our B flat major seven, our one chord, the melody will consist of the notes F, G, and A. So when I play those melody notes of the two, five, one, using our traditional locked hands, I get this for my C minor. 
my F dominant 7, and my B flat major 7. Beautiful. Again, ascending motion all the way through our 2-5-1 progression. Our entry point is the fifth of each sound, and we're using a three-note grouping. So once again, let's invite our ensemble back in. Let's play our traditional locked hands through our 2-5-1 progression and see what we think. Let's have some fun. Here we go. Absolutely, absolutely love it. So let's just review what we've done so far, okay? We've utilized the root as our entry point through our 251 on each sound of our 251, the two chord, the five chord, the one chord. We've utilized the third as our entry point, and we've also utilized the fifth as our entry point. With each entry point, we've, we've um, used two notes and three-note groupings to create our melodic line, our melodic idea. And we've used ascending motion only through, through the entire uh, progression, the 2-5-1 progression. But we have methodically and we systematically have worked our way through the 2-5-1 progression uh, and utilizing the root to the seventh of each sound of the two chord, of the five chord, and the one chord, right? So now what I want to do is uh, play through each 2-5-1 progression now, playing straight arpeggio movement from the root to the seventh of each sound. So for my C minor, I'm going to get, I'm going to C, B flat, G, and B flat up on top. Straight arpeggio, right? F dominant 7, F, A, C, B flat. And B flat major 7, B flat, D, F and A. So I'm literally just using ascending arpeggio motion with the entry point being the root for each chord of the 2 5 1 progression of the C minor 7, F dominant 7, B flat major 7. But now I want to place that in the context of time applied to the 2 5 1 progression, harmonic motion movement. So let's bring the ensemble back in and let's see what this sounds like. This is a little more challenging, right? Arpeggio motion from one chord to the next chord to the next chord. So here we go. Let's check it out and see what we think. Mm -hmm. 
right? Such a methodical approach to actually putting these traditional locked hands uh, to use, to getting comfortable with this technique with harmonic motion, movement, right? Not worried about trying to play an entire song at this point using this technique. I'm just worried about trying to employ this technique utilizing common standard harmonic movement found within jazz literature. And you can't get any more fundamental, any more common, any more standard than the classic 2-5-1 progression. So now that now that we've utilized straight arpeggio motion through the 2-5-1, I want to raise the stakes a little bit, make it a little more challenging. I want to see how well I have a command of these shapes and sounds. So I'm going to play through my 2-5-1 progression utilizing scale motion on each each um, each chord, each sound of the 2-5-1. So I'm going to go straight up my C minor scale using locked hands. to the 7. I'm going to shift right into my F dominant. From the root to the 7th. Then, then my B flat major, same thing. Right from the root to the 7th. So let's bring our ensemble back in. Let's play these traditional locked hands using ascending scale motion through the 2, the 5, and the 1 chords in the key of B-flat, our 2-5-1 progression. Let's see what we think. Here we go. process, right? Very systematic, very methodical, very logical way to begin the next step to begin applying our traditional locked hands to harmonic movement, harmonic motion. So now I want to, after all this hard work, I want to have a little fun and do a little improvisation using these shapes and sounds that I've just worked hard on worked hard on getting under my hands, right? Under my fingers. So let's bring the ensemble back in. Now I'm going to just move these shapes and sounds around um, from the through, the through the two chord, the five chord, and the one chord. I'm not going to try to do anything really fancy. I'm not playing any notes other than the scale tones, but everything is voiced using traditional locked hands. So let's bring the ensemble back in and let's have just a little bit of fun 
moving around within these sounds, this 2-5-1 progression, using our traditional locked hands. So here we go. Let's check it out. What a great sound. What a great sound. And I want to just, I want to stress once again, you do not have to have a command of locked hands, this technique, to play great jazz piano. You simply do not. It is a technique that I strongly urge you to study and to begin dabbling with, as I mentioned earlier. Um, it's a technique used by practically every jazz pianist on planet Earth. So you need to be aware of it. And you should start um, exploring with it a little bit and, and having a little bit of fun. But keep in mind that this is a big time skill that will take time, that will take time to incorporate into your playing. So look, it never fails, right? We, we have unpacked a ton of information in each we, we do it in each and every podcast, each and every week. A ton of information today was certainly no exception as we explored the traditional locked hands technique played over the standard 2-5-1 progression. And again, without doubt, this is an essential jazz piano skill, not a required jazz piano skill. And uh, when you do tackle this, when the time is right for you to begin studying uh, this technique and practicing it, just keep in mind that it will require some intense study relentless practice, and, of course, a lot of patience. I want to uh, encourage you, as I always do, to map out these voicings on paper, paper practice, as I call it. Use the podcast packets, the illustrations, and the lead sheets to guide you. Use the, the, the play-alongs that are provided for you uh, to drop all of these skills into a musical context. The illustrations include... Uh, paper practice template that you can use for mapping out the harmonization of the uh, various scale tones within the 2-5-1 uh, progression. And as, as, as you've heard me say this over and over and over again, and I mentioned it earlier even, that conceptual understanding determines your physical development. So the time that you invest in studying and mapping out the traditional locked hands, the voicings, is time very well spent. The return on your investment cannot be adequately expressed. It will be huge, I promise. Most of all, I mentioned this just uh, briefly uh, earlier, be patient. This is a big-time jazz piano skill that will take time to digest both mentally and physically. And we've covered a lot of ground. 
the five weeks that we spent isolating each sound, and then the, the work that we've put in today. We have covered a lot of ground and a lot of material. So be patient. Structure your physical practice and your study after the, the playing demonstrations that I modeled for you today in this podcast episode. And if you do, you will begin to see, you will begin to feel and hear your progress. I guarantee it. Well, as always, I hope you have found this Jazz Panel Skills podcast lesson, exploring the traditional locked hands played over the standard 2-5-1 progression to be insightful and, of course, to be very beneficial. Don't forget, if you are a Jazz Panel Skills member, I will see you online Thursday evening at the Jazz Panel Skills Masterclass, 8 p.m. Central Time, to discuss this podcast episode lesson exploring the traditional locked hands technique played over the 2-5-1 progression in greater detail and to answer any question that you may have about the study of jazz in general. Again, as a Jazz Panel Skills member, be sure to use the educational podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs for this podcast lesson. And also, be sure to use the Jazz Panel Skills courses to maximize your musical growth. Likewise, make sure you are an active participant in the Jazz Piano Skills community. Get involved and contribute to the various forums. Make some new Jazz Piano friends. Reach out. It's always a great thing to do. As always, you can reach me by phone, 972-380-8050. My extension is 211. By email, drlawrence, drlawrence at jazzpianoskills.com. Or by SpeakPipe found throughout the Jazz Piano Skills website. Well, there is my cue. That's it for now, and until next week, enjoy playing the traditional locked hands or the standard 2-5-1 progression. Enjoy the journey, and most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play Jazz Piano.